What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And on today's episode, we're going to respond to the comments that LeVar Ball made about Lonzo Ball's injury and the update he provided there. We're also going to go into how this Bulls offense is going to change and what the pecking order may be and what type of methodology is Billy Donovan bringing into the Bulls' new offensive system. And lastly, we're going to talk about the best and worst case scenarios for the Chicago Bulls heading into the 2022-23 season. We're going to get into all that, plus some more, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, you can be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me on Chicago Bulls Central, and I want to thank you guys. Make sure you guys also go and check out and follow NBA Central and Chicago Sports Central. New channels recently launched, uh, one covering the NBA in general, and the other one is where you can find all the Chicago sports channels, all our, our, our pods, all on one. If you are interested, by the way, in hosting and doing a Chicago White Sox or Chicago Cubs or both, Reach out to me as we continue to build on that platform. We want it to be the number one spot for everything Chicago sports related. But nonetheless, let's go ahead and get into today's episode and content. So the first topic that we have today is LeVar Ball being interviewed on Ball Facts. And uh, there he said this. Uh, Lonzo doing his thing, man. Like I said, he finally got in there and, and, and they did his stuff right. He had something that was uh, some of the debris was caught up with a nerve or something like that in his leg. It wouldn't allow him to bend it or whatever. He had much pain, but he got all that situated now. And like I explained to him, I just came back from seeing my boy to make sure, you know, he's good. The stitches is out. And I was like, hey, don't let these guys try to convince you to come back in four to six weeks. You know, the game is supposed to be November, uh, something that both of my boys are supposed to go against each other and all this, man. But I'm like, dude, they got guys sitting out for 500, 900 days. Don't try to, why y'all trying to rush one of my boys back? Oh, he got to come back faster than Okay, what about Hayward and all these other guys that sit out? Zion's been out 500 days, and Michael Porter been out for I don't know how long. But all of a sudden, they get to the ball boy. Hey, he, he broke up. He need to come back. Slow down. Do it your I, way. Zion. I agree. You come back healthy as hell. And so that is, when you look at the fact of, of how much information we've not gotten as far as Lonzo's injury, and while you guys know, I kind of always take something LeVar, LeVar says with a grain of salt, but considering – uh, how specific he was in this, the terminology that he used, how he explained it. Uh, he did say fragments where I think it's before we heard doctors say they went in and it may have been some cartilage that needed to be cleaned up. But what this does, if it was cartilage directly sitting on some of Lonzo's nerves that was causing that discomfort he was feeling going up and down the steps uh, in just regular life, much less when he tries to ramp up with basketball. And also one of the things that AK said is that <clears throat> Lonzo would try to ramp up and be fine for a day. And then it, then it falls back down. This makes sense, right? Again, not saying that LeVar is far from a doctor. And, you know, we're, we're just going to take it from what it from what it was said. And it makes kind of sense. If there were loose fragments in there of cartilage or whatever else that they were hitting a nerve, it explains why even like Lonzo, the way that he explained it, said like the doctors are even confused about this and things like that. So, you know, hopefully he went in there. There's no nerve damage. Everything that we heard already before has been that. Hey, no, Lonzo's fine. The initial surgery was fine. This is not an issue where the initial surgery wasn't successful. This was just to relieve some pain that Lonzo was feeling. Now, the question that remains when, when people hear this is, does this now more streamline uh, what L Lonzo's return is going to be? Does it make it more clear? It's still going to be that four to six week uh, evaluation period. Even in this, you know, LeVar did say, you know, he didn't want his sons rushed back and things like that. So we'll see what happens with that. 
But I do think the Bulls and Lonzo are going to take their time with this. I do think they're going to look at that re- that four to six week reevaluation period and then come up with a another timeline as far as, okay, well, if everything, there's no setbacks, this is when you're going to return. Let's go ahead and gear up for that, have you start working out. And it's it's not going to be, at least I don't expect this thing that he's reevaluated. They say, hey, Lonzo's cool. He didn't experience any pain for two days. He's back next week. So, I, I you know, we'll see. And I hope that they do. As we've said with this, especially if the team is clicking and find some rhythm and success, even with Lonzo out there, there's no point in rushing Lonzo back. Let him take as much time as he needs and then be ready to go and gearing up for the playoff run, hopefully, from the Chicago Bulls. So, again, while this is this is LeVar saying this, you guys know how I feel about LeVar. Overall, it's still in it, it makes that picture a little bit more clear, in my opinion. But you guys can let me know uh, what, uh, down below what you think about that. Now, next t- subject that we have for today. So Casey Johnson had this great interview and piece on the Chicago Bulls um, in general. Just, you know, Zach Levine's decision making, uh, kind of how Billy Donovan sees and looks at these players. But uh, Zach Levine was asked specifically on what it would look like if Zach and DeMar, their, their averages had a dip a little bit. But Nikola Vucevic rises, and Zach had this to say. I don't think anybody's complaining at all. As long as we get the win and everybody's playing the way we're supposed to, everybody's going to be happy. This, the same way it was last year when we were winning all those games at the beginning of the year. Um, he also said this. We've all been main options. When things get a little tougher in the game, I think that's when we look to, to our own ability to try to implement ourselves. But we need to look more inward and play more as a unit. That's That's what we're working on. And so... It's it's good to hear this. The thing with, with and Casey Johnson goes on to mention in this article is that Zach Levine's decision making has to get better. He has to be a pinpoint to be able to do that to help the Bulls overall success. Um, we talked about Zach Levine's turnovers dipping and the fact that, you know, he, even in preseason in 22 minutes, he's averaged 3.3 turnovers. Zach Levine being a decision maker in this offense and embracing, hey, there's going to be times where I don't need it. This was a really good article. I'll link it down below. But even Billy Donovan saying, you know, when Zach, when I first came in here, Zach was really the only player that we had that could get stuff done. And, you know, he didn't say it in an offensive way to any former players, but just in being in, in being real in what it is. And that goes to, to, to show what this offense is can be and what it's going to be. They are focused on, on getting Vooch in different areas and different uh, abilities to score that Billy Donovan says in this. And as they continue to tweak that offense and it looks like something that can't necessarily be as predictable as it was last season, they got to get away from the iso ball. They got to get away from the one-on-one. They have to play as a team. The motion, the motion, the ball movement, the player movement off the ball, all these type of things have to consistently be there for the Chicago Bulls no matter what type of adversity they face, no, how, no matter how hard the game gets. Of course, there are going to be quarters. There are going to be uh, possessions where Zach, DeMar, whoever take over, especially if they're hot, yes. But it does seem like this team, at least so far, in this training camp preseason process is saying all the right things about how changing this offense is going to help improve the team in the time that's needed when the East has improved so damn much. So the fact that we are seeing it in preseason, the bit that we have seen it, the fact that they are saying it, they have the right mindset, everything seems to be in it. This team understands the fact that for them to hit the top part of what, what they can be this season, it's going to take playing together. It's going to take learning how to be more as a unit. It's going to take not being as selfish at times. And this is something that, you know, Zach Levine's offensive skill is not. You can't deny that. DeMar DeRozan, what he's able to do in mid-range, in, in being consistent, in the clutch, cannot be denied. What Vooch is when he's staying and operating in the post and not settling for shots, that can't be denied. But at the same time, we need more people on this team to be effective. We need to get to like ball movement, player movement, all those things, uh, empowering Io more, 
uh, Patrick Williams stepping up more to give this team more. If these things happen in the bench, the way that the bench seems to shape up, those predictions that we have for the Chicago Bulls that so many people have, I still think that's going to be proven wrong, and this Bulls team is going to come out and do some things, and it's just good to hear um, the, the right type of mindset around the Chicago Bulls in this. But let's go ahead and, and take that conversation and move into the last topic for today. What are the best and worst-case scenarios for the Chicago Bulls next season? Looking at things like we got some predictions that we're not going to be a playing team, things like that. And that's where we're going to start. We're going to start with the bad first so we can end this episode on the good and hopefully avoid some Chicago, avoid some Chicago Bulls fandom PTSD. But let's take a step back and let's take a look at what could be the worst case scenario for the Chicago Bulls. Let's start off there. And clearly, I think the worst case scenario for this team could be a several injuries again to key players. Um, Patrick Williams or Iota Sumu not taking considerable steps in their roles. Uh, DeMar maybe taking a step back. Zach Levine not being healthy. Um, Vooch going back to settling for perimeter shots, not operating in there. But I think one of the worst things that can play into a worst case scenario for the Chicago Bulls also is just this bench isn't what it, what it looks like it's going to be. So far in preseason, that bench has looked really good. If this bench performs, we know how far that can take this team. I think another thing that could play in the worst case scenario for this Bulls team is that they again can't find a way to beat the premier teams in the conference and in just the NBA in general. If they can't find that success, it could be an ugly season. And looking at the worst case scenario for the Chicago Bulls, I do think that, that again, it will take several of those things I just listed, right? I'm not saying just with injuries, just with Zach Levine not playing well, make it, maybe DeVar taking a step back, DeMar taking a step back. I'm saying that if every one of those things happen, I still think that the Bulls could finish outside the play-in, unfortunately. If the other teams in the Eastern Conference, those additions do actually work out and they don't just look good on paper. There's something that translates in real time in games and that it hurts the Chicago Bulls and the Bulls clearly just are outmatched or outcoached in certain certain situations. It could. I do think that the, that prediction of 12th by like ESPN could happen, but it would take a lot of those worst case scenarios to happen for the Bulls to get there. But we do have to acknowledge that maybe some of what we saw in preseason is fool's gold. Maybe Javante's um, growth there doesn't translate to the regular season. Maybe Dalen Terry, the rookie, just doesn't look good against actual NBA competition in real games. There's a lot of things that could play into the worst-case scenario for the Chicago Bulls, but like I said, playing the averages and knocking on wood is that the Bulls have more than enough talent. They have the focus. They have everything else. So let's talk about the best-case scenario for the Chicago Bulls. And I think the best case for the Bulls are this offense sticks. It's what it what is cracked up to be. Zach Levine takes a bit of a step up and leap, not just getting back to what he was before the injury. He's taking a step up and inserting himself, making smarter decisions, being a big time player against big time matchups that the Chicago Bulls team competes with the other playoff teams in the in the in their conference and in the NBA as a whole. If they can do those things right, Lonzo Ball coming back December, January takes a couple of months, but he gets there, gets back in rhythm, and this team is firing on all cylinders. By playoff time, I think the best case scenario for the Chicago Bulls is an ECF, but it's going to take a lot, just like it's going to take a lot for the Bulls to hit the bottom and worst case scenario. It's going to take a lot of things coming together at the right times, at the right moments, in the right way as well for the Chicago Bulls to hit that best case scenario. Do I think I'm, I'm, I would have to see the basketball actually played? I'm not willing to say quite yet that I can see the Chicago Bulls team even grasping or, or being a, a, in the Eastern Conference Finals and having a chance to win them. But I do I do see a chance in which they can reach close to that, if not reach it, 
But how they would compete against another team, that story's remain to be told on how these teams come together. What's the storylines going into the playoffs? What's the health like? But the, the best case scenario for the Chicago Bulls team is high. And I think it's higher than a lot of people are giving the credit for it because the one thing that's hard to, to determine and bet on until you see it is development, whether that's development from young players, leaps from young players, whether that's the team in continuity developing a better chemistry amongst the team. That's how the bench comes together. If all these things happen for the Chicago Bulls, the sky is truly the limit in the best case scenario, I feel, for the Chicago Bulls. But we have to have Zach Levine has to be locked in. We have to have health. We have to have a player, whether it's Io, whether it's Patrick Williams, whether it's Javante, whether it's Kobe White. We have to have an unexpected player step in and have a not necessarily like an MVP. I'm not saying an MVP level season from any of those players, but to have a season that we're not expecting in a positive way where it's just their consistency, where they, they, they catch a great shooting percentage from behind the line of like Kobe has one of these three-point shooting seasons that's just out of this world. If some of those things start happening, or Dalen Terry shows he's not only ready to, to perform at the NBA level, but he's giving us plus minutes in, in whatever he does. If some of these things come along for the Chicago Bulls, that like I said, the sky's the limit. And a lot of those doubters that we have around are going to be proven wrong. But like I said, a lot of these things has to come together. So what's between that? In the best, in the worst, what's the most realistic scenario for the Chicago Bulls? And the way that I look at it, looking at this team, I think the most realistic situation for them is a fourth or fifth seed, right? I do think that. Is there a chance that they're in the play-in? Yes. But I think mid where the most likely is that this team is going to come in. They're going to look better against some teams. They're still going to get outclassed against teams, especially teams with aggressive front lines. I still think we're going to be a better team than Cleveland, but a team like Philly that has always owned us could, could definitely give us some trouble. Uh, Atlanta, things like that. So I'm looking at the, the Bulls in a more realistic fashion, look pretty good against the better teams, but maybe still has a losing record against uh, the better teams in the NBA. And if that happens, like I said, I'm still predicting we had 46 wins last season. I'm saying the Bulls can get that same 46 or 47 wins. But keep in mind, if they were even able to keep the same record with the improvements in the Eastern Conference, that's more like a 50-win season last season, if not more. So with the improvement in this, I'm looking at a realistic record for the Chicago Bulls to be about 46 to 47 wins. Um, again, that's because of the improvement in the Eastern Conference, things like this. I think that the teams... Top three teams and everything else. So by the end of the season, uh, in the Eastern Conference, seeds about four or five all the way through the play-in teams at the 11th seed. Um, I think that those teams may very well all be separated by like three or four games. And if that happens, a 46-win season in that type of competition is going to be big and major, and that's a still a, a plus season. I think that it's more than likely that this team is going to make the playoffs, still probably be a first-round exit, um, but we have more to build on, right, where we had a lot of questions about how the team even performed. If we are first round exit, I think it's going to be a competitive first round versus what it was last season. But that's where I see the Bulls best, worst case, most, most realistic scenarios. Let me know what you guys think about everything down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.